public school teacher recently emailed us about a school lockdown that they were in. She said, hello, I'm writing to share what an impact Bible to School has had on our sweet students. During the lockdown today, for about 10 minutes, we thought we were going to die. They thought an active shooter was in the school, and they didn't know. Uh, we practiced so we were all in place and locked down. My sweet Bible to school girls were on their hands and knees praying aloud for our class at our school and everyone's safety. Hey, and welcome to Zero Compromise, helping you stand for truth in a world that falls for lies. I'm Patricia Angler, joined here at the Creation Museum by Jessica Jaworski, a.k.a. JJ. Hello. And we don't have Rocket Rob with us, but that's all right, because we cannot wait to talk about some fantastic God stories with our special guest. So who do we have down here today? We are honored to have Corey Pennypacker. She is the CEO of Bible to School. She has a lot of really great stories. She also has a podcast, too. Um, you can tell the children podcast that Patricia and I have also been able to be on. Um, so we're excited and looking forward to the conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. So to start off, can you tell us maybe a little bit about what you guys do? Sure. I work for Bible to School, and uh, we are a nonprofit organization that helps communities across the country teach the Bible to public school children during their public school day. And yes, I said during their public school <laughs> day. Typically over lunch and recess, they come off site and they uh, learn about the Bible uh, for an hour with us once a week. And it's absolutely amazing. And it's legal. Uh, with a con it's a constitutional right. You can do this. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, that's amazing. Can you share a little bit about how you got started and involved with Bible to School? Sure, sure. Well, um, I was a young person once. I just want you to know that. My <laughs> kids don't think so, but I was. Uh, and my testimony is that uh, I always loved God, and um, I just always was looking for Him. I, I was um, a very conservative. Um, I was raised very conservative, but I didn't. It, I didn't really own my faith. Um, I just went through the motions. I know some people do. Check the. I love checking boxes and stuff. And um, when I was met my husband. He was a naval officer, and he challenged me and said, well, why do you believe what you believe? And I know probably a lot of people out there are like, well, sometimes I go through the motions, and I don't know why I believe. And so uh, I ended up diving into the Bible, the truth, and saying, oh, wow, I, you know, you can, be, you can believe and you are saved. And, and I didn't believe that. I thought I had to, get, I thought I had to be good enough. Uh -huh. I had to get works, you know, check the boxes. And it was such a relief to know that Jesus died for our sins. And we, don't have, we just have to believe, confess our sins, believe, and we're saved. And it was so beautiful. So uh, after that, I became, um, somehow became a children's ministry director at a church. And I worked with lots of lots of young people for about 10 years. Uh, loved it. They all were coming to us, a very fast-growing church. And then um, they, I ended up having trouble leaving there. And I heard about this Bible to school. And I'm like, what is this? and where you can go to the children, and you can go into the public school, the greatest mission field in the world. Uh, none, most kids don't know about God nowadays, as you well know here at Answers in Genesis. And so I was able to say, man, I'm, they're always, I have to wait for them to come to me or the church. We can go to them. So I ended up becoming a volunteer, and uh, then it was, it was 12 years ago, and I just got hooked. 
Wow, that's incredible. You mentioned um, the uh, the struggle of, uh, or that, that some people don't know that it's a constitutional right to be able to be in the public school system, and the public school system can be a hostile environment for that. So how do you uh, go into those schools and encourage others to stand up for their faith and stand on Christ and share the gospel in a hostile culture in a public school system? Very good question. Uh, we kindly educate people, we, and we educate the educators because they don't know that there's something called a release time law, a release time court ruling, and it's way, from way back in 1914. So, like, the Bible used to, I don't know if you know this, but the Bible used to be a reader in school. Think Little House on the Prairie. You guys probably seen reruns of that. I saw the real thing when it was on, okay, <laughs> on TV. But uh, it it was, they, they took the, decided to take the Bible out of school early 1900s. And they put the the uh, politicians put in this release time that you can release kids from school for a spiritual training of their choice. So it's basically kids are mind, but we all are mind, body, and soul. And they kind of took that spiritual part out, gave it to the community, and said, "There's three ways you you have to have three things you do in order to do this during the school day, and that is you have to take them off site." You have to have parental permission, and you can't cost the taxpayer any money. Those are the three federal requirements to do release time, and it's, it's legal in all 50 states. Each state might have a little caveat to it, like I'm from Pennsylvania, and you can only do it up to 36 hours a, a year. Um, Ohio, I know that the school board has to approve uh, a, a release time program, but all in all, it, it is something that it's it's the best kept secret in America. No kidding. I've never heard of that before. Of course, I'm Canadian, but still, that's really interesting. <laughs> um, can you share a little bit about some maybe um, fun God stories that you've seen occur in the public school system? Oh, absolutely. In our program, uh, my favorite was Gabriel. He was a third grader, blonde, blue-eyed little boy. I was volunteering, and uh, we have a lot, our program is very much similar to you guys, hands-on, uh, science experiments, and they go inside the body of a big blow-up whale, and they're inside the belly of a whale, and they learn because the kid's got to be in motion. And so uh, he was. He went to a large group, and he accepted Christ as his Savior. He gave his life to Christ. I said, Gabriel, I came back to my table. I said, Gabriel, you know, tell me about that. And he said something I will never forget. He said, I've always wanted to know how to get to heaven, but no one's ever told me. Wow. And what I would like to challenge you all is that there are people around you in your neighborhood, your, in, your, in your school, in your, in your whole um, venue in, around you that don't know about God, but they've, they want to know. They want to know. And I, I think I was, I was talking to Patricia saying that uh, the, this, the study in Barna that came out in October uh, 2022 about that the, there really is a spiritual awakening coming at, w here with because our kids want to know about God they absolutely do and and the study said that uh, the three um, three out of four people want to have spiritual conversations they they believe in a higher power um, over half of them said they are, would be open to spiritual conversations more now than before the pandemic, which I thought was really interesting what the pandemic did to people. But but m bottom line is that, uh, that we have 60% of our kids in Bible to school that uh, have no church home. Two years ago, it was 50%. So we, gr we grew in that, and parents were signing themselves up or their kids up. But it, 
it is something that um, we really have to be aware of. And, and it's okay to bring this stuff up, you know, in everyday conversation with your friends and, and everything. Um, we had another God story love to tell you. And I, I could go all day telling well, God stories. We love we hearing love stories. God stories. Yeah, yeah we're <laughs> here to listen. So there was a, a boy named Colson, and he was in third grade. And he uh, was on the bus with a friend. And the friend came to Bible school. Didn't Colson knew Jesus? This friend didn't. He's and he'd be going to Bible to school with Colson. They're going to a field trip, probably something science like. Uh, and they he led this little boy, his friend, to Christ. And it just really uh, uh, made Colson on fire. Like, oh wow, I can I can do this. So I talked to him. He's now a freshman, and I talked to him and did a video on him with him. And he said, school was school and church was church. I didn't know they could come together. And Bible to school taught me that. And how many times do we think, okay, church is here and that my workplace is there or my college is there or my high school is there. uh, And and you, you, they they all, they all go together. Mm -hmm. Like, go ahead. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember reading recently how that was one thing that kind of happened as the Western culture changed its view of the self to have like a bunch of different boxes and different roles and they're all kind of separate, but no, that's not what the Bible teaches. You're a person, you're made in God's image, you are made to follow Jesus wherever you're at. There's not the different boxes. As someone who's living out a biblical worldview and following Jesus, you're called to do that everywhere you are. So that's really encouraging to see the lights come on for these young people in that respect. The one thing I would love to tell you, JJ, is that kids want to know three things. They want to know where did I come from, what's my purpose, and what happens after I die. Mm-hmm. And the Bible answers that, mm-hmm. as you well know. But don't we all want to know those things? Mm-hmm. So like I said, your friends, your, your relatives, they're, you know, starting up a conversation of, hey, where, where did you come from? I mean, that's a pretty big conversation to start. Yeah. But if you can get involved in something like Bible to school or even say even volunteer at your church and then talk about that with your friends, say, yeah, we had a lesson today and we did this. It opens. I'm a big third person like evangelist. I'm always talking yeah. about another story to evangelize somebody else <laughs> over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, discipleship is, is at the heart of Bible to school. And you can tell that you're passionate about it, too. How how do students or parents or uh, teachers in the public school system get those conversations going like how do they start those conversations in order to talk about Christ well with the public school teachers cannot they can only if the children are asking them the question then they can respond Uh, but as far as the discipleship we tell them talk about God about everything you know you're outside in the sky say look look what God made look what he did you know, it, it is it is such a natural thing to just praise God in front of people and just say, man, God did this. And it was so cool. I have a, a friend who is a, a neighbor. We walk, uh, especially during COVID. We were, we were trying to walk outside. And uh, she's Muslim. And we don't agree on things. But I talked to her. I said, well, you know, really God did this. And, and, and my God does this, you know. And it, it seeps into people. You don't have to hit them over the head or anything, but you can talk about it in your everyday life. It's okay. You don't want to hide it. Yeah. And yeah. in our program, we were a- we we're so able to concentrate on it. And if you're involved in a program of any sort, I just highly encourage you to do that. Uh, one thing I want to tell you is your audience with children, if you're, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with kids. 
you just walk in and you're a rock star. <laughs> I mean, you're young. I mean, I'm old and they're just like, oh, there's like my mom, got grandma kind of thing. Well, with, with young people, just being you to these children is huge. And all they want to do, they want to be heard and loved and just loving on them is huge. So there you go, young people. We are the perfect generation from what we're hearing to be able to go in and really disciple these kids and be um, missionaries, in a sense, to this unreached people group, if you want to put it that way. I like to encourage people, as the church, we need to be at least as intentional about discipling young people as the secularists are. Absolutely. They're, oh, yeah, they're they're going after them. Why, why not us? But I do have one last God story to tell. It's oh, really absolutely. Well, I actually had us weeping basically. So there we got it, and I have it on my phone. Sure. Uh, we had a uh, public school teacher recently email us about a school lockdown that they were in, and we have we have schools all over um, the country or whatever. But it was, she said. Hello, I'm writing to share what an impact Bible to School has had on our sweet students. During the lockdown today, for about 10 minutes, we thought we were going to die. They thought an active shooter was in the school, and they didn't know. Uh, We practiced so we were all in place and locked down. My sweet Bible to School girls were on their hands and knees praying aloud for our class at our school and everyone's safety. That encouraged, their pure faith encouraged me to, and reminded me Jesus never leaves us and helped me to get myself together and comfort and lead the students during this scary time. Another girl said she wasn't afraid to die because Jesus was in her heart and she'd see her family in heaven. I wanted to share this with you to encourage your dedicated volunteers. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. And when we when we ascribe to God the glory, do his names, as, as the psalm says, and to equip others to, to be courageous in that, be strong and courageous in the Lord, it just takes one person to instill that courage in other people and to know that the strength is coming from the Lord. And we have the hope of Christ, too, so yes. we need not be fearful. So, yeah, that's incredible to hear. Well, when, when you think you're going to die and, and you're not only praying yourself as, as a nine-year-old, but you're praying out loud and leading your other friends in prayer and you're not afraid to die that is what they that's what discipleship is that's what uh what the, they saw in the they saw in the, the early disciples and that's what that's what, what makes us different right mm-hmm. absolutely go. yeah um, I was going to ask you about some of the struggles with it but what the story you just showed kind of showcases some of the struggle are there any other obstacles that people have to jump over or any or any just story you want to like a fun story you want to share to anything else that you want to share about bible to school we get fun questions from the kids too uh, um and but you're right we do have obstacles it's it's i'm not going to sugarcoat it we need like we need lots of volunteers and, and we had kids on the waiting on the waiting list they don't know jesus they're on the waiting list to uh, learn about him and I, we can't get volunteers to, to to give two hours a week it's very it's a little frustrating but it i you know what it's god's god's got it he's got their heart uh so that's one of the obstacles we have the other uh we do people say what their favorite question is well what did a public school teacher say um we help them keep them in their legal lane. And so we build a partnership and a relationship with them. And it's all about relationship. And so 
we have now we have when we get into schools, um, we teach them, you know, how, how to be legal. Uh, but also they then uh, are telling other public schools saying, hey, you should get this program in. Our kids are different, as you can see by this, this email. Our, these kids are different because the word of God in the heart is, is so different. It, it makes them act different. They're kinder, nicer, more respectful. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely that's how we um, we, we definitely have fun stories with the kids. One of them is the little boy. He said, OK, if if. I die. If I'm in church, do I get extra points when I die? <laughs> doesn't quite work not that quite. way, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. It does not. It does <laughs> not. I want another little girl who said, you know, she uh, had, the, we, we had done this, uh, uh, a Bible story on a lesson on um, the God, is, God is in control and, and things like that. And she said, uh, and the Ten Commandments do not steal. And she had gone, she goes, this really works. And we said, we mean this really works. And she said, well, I went home and there was a dollar on my mom's dresser. And I went and I picked it up and I said, no, God, that's not God's best for me. I, I want, I don't want to steal. So she put it down and she went and she told her mom and her mom was so excited. She like gave her the dollar <laughs> and then, but then the babysitter, she told the babysitter, the babysitter was so excited. She gave her another dollar. So oh, the, wow. she got two, she goes, this really works. And we're like, doesn't really work. I got $2 out of this. Yeah. It doesn't really work that way. But. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, That is encouraging though, to see, um, just the word of God coming alive for these kids and how, when you apply that to everyday life, you do get God's blessing. That doesn't mean you're going to have everything easy. You're not going to have necessarily all the wealth and the health and all of that, but you are living the way you are designed to be lived, and that's the way to flourish as a human being. So it's just amazing. If you can help kids grasp this when they're young, they can apply that to their lifelong advantage for the rest of their time on earth. So that's wonderful to see that happening. Yeah. It is wonderful, and we are so blessed. And we, we I just encourage young people um, that just, just get involved, even if, if it's just a little bit. Uh, there's children around you uh, who just paying attention to them, saying hi to them, caring for them. Just how was your day? Maybe that you're the only person in their life that day that said that to them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I we, we really want to invest in our children. Most children, most people come to Christ before the age of 14. That's mm-hmm. elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we need to get the gospel out there to children and share that with them. On that note, um, is there an, a way that people can get plugged into Bible to School and to learn more about it? I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> yes, uh, you can go to BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. And we'd love to talk to you and see if there's a program near you. And if not, we can get one started. There you go. That's fantastic. So as we're wrapping up today, do you have any like last minute advice that you would tell to our young people listening today or encouragement? Yes, I just you have such uh, an impact on people. You think you don't, but I learn so much from young people in my life. I, I learn um, just there, when you have faith and you apply it, it is so, so powerful. So I, for, for older people to watch you and for younger people to watch you, you're rock stars to both of us. So keep on doing what you're doing and go ahead and share the gospel. It, it's really important. There you go. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, so thank you so much for joining us today. We had a fantastic conversation. So glad you could make it up to the Creation Museum. And thank you so much for what you're doing, Serving Christ in this way, discipling the next generation. It's so needed. Hope you're able to get involved as well. And we hope you tune in next time. Meanwhile, please keep standing on the truth of God's word with Zero Compromise. See you guys later.